0: everybody and welcome back to think tank sports think tank sports where we think and you listen check us out on facebook twitter and instagram thank you so much for all the response we got on our twitter polls this week mike will talk about that in a second and of course check us out on your favorite podcast delivery system we are on a whole bunch of them and mike here we are I guess really the halfway point of the NFL season here and in, in week nine and a bunch of crazy games once again.
1: You know, it feels like we come on here every week and great to see you, Dave. Uh, thanks for being a part of this this morning. I know uh, folks we, inside the curtain, we usually tape in the evenings, but uh, we're doing early morning Tuesday here and this is great for me uh, as well. But uh, Dave, it's been crazy. We have statistics to back that up. There have now been 35 games with a game-winning score in the final 2 minutes of regulation or in overtime this season. 35. That's the, 35. Most, the most in any such season
0: already. We're only halfway through. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we're so we're on to something here. We we're are. not just We're not just waxing poetic here and making stuff up here at think tank sports. There is actually numbers to back up our crazy thoughts.
1: Absolutely. And speaking of crazy thoughts, Dave, uh, we did have a couple of Twitter polls in the field last week. Uh, the first one, uh, pertaining to the NFL was, um, now that the trade deadline is over, which team is the team to beat in the NFC? Uh, because that seemed the most jumbled up at the time, uh, Probably has reversed itself at this point, but good results. Oh, for sure. Yeah, good results. Uh, Packers winning uh, with 38% of the vote. Rams or Cardinals at 25. Bucks or Saints at 25. And the Cow Chickens at 12. Um, Couldn't really get everybody in there. But, Dave, uh, our most replied to poll ever in the history of think tank sports, the long and rich history uh, that we do have, is. Where should OBJ finish the season? Simple. Uh, at the time, the Browns were still an option. So the Browns were uh, 1% and in the last place uh, at this point. Raiders at 42% won this poll. Saints at 16 And other at 41%, uh, Dave, with uh, a large, large, large amount of uh respondents on this now the Raiders have kind of faded into the background I haven't heard much on them this morning what I'm hearing Dave is uh, Saints and Niners would love to have them they don't have the cap space Seahawks haven't ruled it out Um, and then you know New England is always lurking in the background Uh, it seems like a match made in heaven for Belichick the type of player he can work with Uh, and has superstar speed on the outside, probably would be their best receiver since Randy Moss. So what are your thoughts, buddy? What have you heard? What have you seen? What do you think?
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, you know, the money is certainly a huge issue, uh, and you've got to find the right teams that can do that. Uh, That is really, I think, going to be one of the biggest factors here. Uh, Please, please, please do not have him end up in New England. Uh, As a Bills fan, that would just make (laughs) me vomit. Uh, Any of the other locations you mentioned would be just fine. Uh, We're hearing now that Russell Wilson should be back this week. Uh, If you could get OBJ in there in Seattle. With Metcalf
1: and the other
0: kids. Yeah, forget about it. And Tyler Lockett, and then you bring them back. That would be... Uh, tremendous for a sea chickens team that buck 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 is sitting at three and five and tied for last place so that could be something that could jump start uh the sea chickens uh although they have a very very large hill to climb uh In the to think so about it's playoff it's contention it's but best, yeah. Yeah, yeah who knows It'd no. be great to see him. They get Chris uh,
1: Carson back in a week or two, and that offense, you know, if they added OBJ, would be prolific. Wilson, healthy. Uh, you know, what's his name? Did his job there. Uh, the backup quarterback got them
0: through it. And, Gino Smith?
1: Yeah, I don't know what my deal is this morning with names, but Dave, uh,
0: let's Just get... Just this morning, really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyone that's uh. listened to
1: this podcast for any length of time knows my issues with names and pronunciations, but mm. uh, it sucks to get old, folks. Don't do it if you can help it. Uh, Dave, we don't really need to go back to last Thursday, right?
0: Uh, Please. I, I, I don't... I don't really think so other than to say Jonathan Taylor is having a tremendous, oh got to be tremendous in the, year
1: in the MVP calculations. Yeah, uh, for sure. Oh. Carson Wentz still doing Carson Wentz things, but the, the Colts fortunately were playing a team that uh, was already banged up. And then when Mike White couldn't uh, get out of the first quarter with a, a nerve or hand injury in his right arm, he just couldn't throw the ball down the field and grip the football. Um, yeah, it was over, you know, uh, apologies to Josh Johnson and his long story career. If you have uh, 45 minutes to kill folks, look up all the teams he's been on in the history, in his history. <laughs> but, Dave, let's start here. Here they come, buddy. The New England Patriots on the Imperial March back to the Super Bowl. They've turned the corner. They are Oh, here. my goodness. They're for real. Pump
0: the brakes. They played a <laughs> Panthers team that we saw in person, and that team is terrible. Sam Darnold is terrible. I mean, they intercepted him on three straight possessions. He was seeing uh, ghosts. See yeah, yeah uh, just, just no.
1: Just but no. But anyways
0: – just
1: no. The way the defense is playing, Dave, is very impressive for New England. They had the master class the week before against the Chargers uh, and put Justin Herbert's mind in a pretzel. Uh, and a Brandon Staley's, who, you know, are MVP and coach of the year leaders a couple of weeks ago. And uh, they come in against this, as you say, inferior uh, Carolina Panther team and, and Put the hammer on him 24-6, to and it was never even really that close. Uh, Ran the ball all day, 39 runs for 151 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Stevenson, uh, Raymondre Stevenson. Raymondre
0: Stevenson. Had
1: one of the best runs of the year. Uh, Go ahead and and watch that. Uh, It was kind of crazy for 13 yards, but just running people over. Uh, And, you know, Mac Jones did what Mac Jones had to do. He was 12 for 18 for 139 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Not uh, exactly uh, blowing the doors off the statistics page here, but uh, the Patriots defense won this game. And if they can adapt and overcome uh, the way they have in the past, you got to be feeling a little bit nervous there, buddy.
0: Well, yes, a little bit, just... I guess the one piece from a Bills perspective is they have two games against New England, uh, but yeah, the the Patriots are starting to, you know, come together, play better. They sit at five and four. Uh, certainly, you could say that that is concerning for other teams that the Patriots now seem to be playing well. Uh, again, playing a subpar panthers team but regardless the patriots are playing well uh mac jones is doing a good job uh, of leading them without uh too much terrible play so yeah
1: yeah you know. i mean
0: to the bills
1: credit or on their advantage side of the column uh patriots played the jets twice and the bills haven't gotten the, the meat of that bone yet so um definitely that's part of it for sure but still uh any Buffalo Bill fan that knows this sordid history has to have a little sphincter tightening uh, after this week. And we'll get into the Bills game in a minute. Uh, and I don't say that with any joy uh, at all, Dave. I uh, just want to let oh, you know good.
0: that. Uh, where do you want to go next? Well, you know, I was listening on the radio yesterday uh, on an NFL recap, and I really was thinking, geez, I, the the Bills loss was, was the most stunning. But... I kind of got turned around a little bit, and uh, when I heard that they, uh, the Mad Dog was talking at Chris Russo, talking about the Stunner of the week was the Broncos going into Dallas, absolutely, Mike, and putting a hurting on those cowgirls, Uh, thirty to sixteen. It wasn't that close, Mike. It was thirty to nothing. Yep. Uh, You just kind of. Kept, I kept flipping back and forth, expecting Dallas to start to get going, and they just never did. And, you know, so now you look at the Broncos, who, you know, started out 3-0 and and, you know, and then lost some games, and we thought, who the heck is this team? But if this is the team, uh, Denver is a team to be concerned about in the AFC.
1: Yeah, and trading away Von Miller in this week, you thought going in, oh, they've given up on the season, and, you know, they're starting to trade away assets. But I've said before, he was a diminishing asset that probably is addition by subtraction, probably blocking somebody on the roster uh, for only 20 plays a game. Uh, So another man's run by Javante Williams, the rookie out of North Carolina in this game. Look that one up as well, folks, just running over people. And one of the... best guard pulling uh, a young guard with the last name meyer that uh if you're a lineman you'll love uh that kind of pulling out and just running like a road grader over people clearing the way for williams on that run uh but yeah the the cowgirls and uh they put that special sticker on their helmet and in an alternative universe i would say it looked pretty cool but uh I won't admit that here in this universe, Dave.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and Mike, we had a Melvin Gordon sighting. We did. 21 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown.
1: Look at that team rushing, Dave. 41 41. carries. 192 touchdowns. And uh, after the game, Vic Fangio, the coach of the uh, Broncos, came out and said, you know, we've now laid down a blueprint for how to beat it." The Cowgirls, and uh, he said Cowboys. And, uh, (laughs) you know, Mike McCarthy responded yesterday with, you know, good, bring it on if that's what it is. But it really is, if the offense isn't going to outscore everybody – Uh, The defense just isn't deep enough. They have some nice pieces, uh, but not deep enough to uh, be on the field all the time and sustain a win. And we saw that here. And you're right, Dave, uh, all credit to the Broncos and where they are uh, in this season and in the standings. Uh, Good job out of them. Let's go, Dave, to the middle of the country and your Cleveland Browns.
0: Oh, yes. Let's Uh, talk about those Cleveland Browns.
1: The mascot had, you know, a mascot-type game. He was fine, 14 for 21, 218 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, He had a
0: perfect quarterback rating in the first half, Mike.
1: Congratulations to him when you only throw the ball seven (laughs) yards at a rip. Although... That deep pass to Ob. Oh no, Donovan Peoples Jones. Yes, uh, was that was as good as your nice three. That was a nice throw. Yeah, uh, yep. but of all the runs in, and I've already you know highlighted two of them. Nick Chubb's run for a touchdown, Dave. Uh, his first touchdown was unbelievable. The power and then the speed on the top end. He went for fourteen carries, one hundred and thirty-seven yards, two touchdowns, and has to be probably the best running back in the league with Derrick Henry sidelined at this point. You know, I, I'm partial to Austin Eckler, but he's not running with that kind of power. Uh, and Chubb, I don't know if he can catch the ball the backfield, you know, above average, at least average. You know, Kareem Hunt can really catch the ball out of the backfield. So uh, I'm more disappointed in the Bengals and where they've been the last few weeks, losing to the Jets and oh. then getting beat out by a division opponent, you know, getting blown up. It's not it's one thing to lose to a divisional opponent, but to forty one to sixteen is uh, is embarrassing. Joe Burrow not good in this game with two interceptions and
0: um, I don't including know that say. one on their first drive, Mike, that oh yeah, you know, it looks like the Bengals are you know, they march right down the field and he throws one out in the flat and it gets picked off and the guy runs it back ninety nine yards for a touchdown. And that's Cincinnati...
1: war I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But he's be- okay. 21 for the Browns ward. He's becoming quickly one of those people you don't want to throw to his side of the field. Go ahead, buddy. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, it's just, and you know, Cincinnati did come back after that and drive down and get a touchdown right. uh, to tie the game. But that really set the tone. Uh, Cleveland had five sacks in this game, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, Miles Garrett, who now has 12 sacks, Mike, through nine games. Uh, and that's the most for a Cleveland Brown since they started tracking the sack back in
1: 1982. Yeah, he and TJ or TJ Watt from the Steelers are going to go back and forth all year on the sack lead.
0: So that's really good. And this is so interesting. As I was writing this down, so you said, you know, Chubb gets 14 carries, 137 yards. That's 9.8 yards per carry. That's all. Uh, And you had Jonathan Taylor, who had 19 carries for 172 yards, 9.1 yards per carry. But this is the thing that, as I was looking at this, so Chubb has 14 carries, 137 yards. Joe Mixon has 13 carries in the same game and gets 64 yards.
1: Right, and that's the difference. And, of course, the Browns line is probably one of the better ones in the league. And so when you combine that with – Chubb's ability and the Browns blocking ability and our wide receivers block downfield so you can break big runs. Uh you only need to be the mascot of quarterback. You don't need, you know, a superstar, and that's what that's the combination they have going, Dave. So Yep. Dave, is it possible that the Atlanta Falcons are good? I mean uh, they well, came back and beat They're little, not bad,
0: let's say that.
1: Right. They're four and four uh they come back to win this game with uh, a young wake who 20 uh field goal as time expires to win 27-25 i got that name right dave thanks for noticing yep. uh <laughs> and I I just can't wrap my head around this Falcons team that really has little or no weapons outside of Cordell Patterson. Um, I like Kyle Pitts. I don't know that they're using him enough. Seven targets for with only three catches for 62 yards. I thought he was a good pick. I don't know if he was that high uh, enough to be, you know, that good enough to be picked as high as he was. Uh, time will tell on that. But with Kelvin Ridley out, probably for the year it looks like um, what they're saying not enough weapons to be really scary but they're kind of a team right now no one wants to play it four and four right buddy
0: yep no oh I'm totally with you and you know you look at uh, they really struggled last year and we talked about how many times they blew double digit leads four times in the fourth quarter and lost last year A right. uh, little bit different uh, feel with this year's team and Don't look down, folks, but Matty Ice is still around and can still throw 23 of 30, 343 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, This is a team that is a little bit scary. Uh, Again, I agree with you, Mike. They don't have quite enough talent, I think, to make any kind of serious run, but they're going to give some teams trouble down the stretch. And if – you know, Tampa Bay, and obviously they just beat New Orleans, but if Tampa Bay and New Orleans are thinking Atlanta's going to roll over on them, mm. uh, that's not going to happen.
1: No, absolutely. Great point. Uh, is New Orleans really going to finish the season with Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill at quarterback? Based on this game, I think they're in trouble. <sighs> uh, 25 for 41 for Simeon uh, for 249 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and you know Taysom hill had a couple of gadget plays was uh two for two for 33 yards is that really the plan though with jamis out for the year uh is there a veteran that they could bring in on the streets i don't think so uh no one pops to mind that would be worth you know plugging in so this is the team that's going to limp you know towards the playoffs for the rest of the season here buddy
0: yeah, I mean, we talked last week, you know, now that uh, they picked up Mark Ingram, so you have Ingram and Kamara. They both, you know, pretty good, uh, yeah. you know, ni- 93 yards between the two of them. You'd like to see that bump up a little bit. They're going to rely more on the running game, I would imagine, uh, although they did throw the ball 43 times in this game. Uh, you know, I, I think they're they're okay, mm-hmm. Uh I think the challenge is, you know, again, with Michael Thomas, when is he going to show up and uh, when he is, is he not? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And when is he not going to be hurt? And so you, you'll lose that that speed guy uh, on the outside that would help a uh, Trevor Simeon um, and Taysom Hill. So but they're at five and three, uh, you know. Right. They're going to give teams troubles, too, and, and we've talked about this for almost two years, how good the Saints' defense is. That's going to keep them in a lot of games, too.
1: Yeah, it'll really be up to Sean Payton's ego. Can he shift, like Bill Belichick does, to a running team with a strong defense that occasionally play action passes? We'll see. Uh, the, I don't count on it. The man has a large, large ego. Where do you want to go next, buddy?
0: Well, Mike, uh, I know it's not your favorite place to go, but I think we got to head down to Baltimore. And uh, don't look now, folks. The Baltimore Ravens won another close game uh, here. And Lamar Jackson, say what you want, Mike. He has uh, is putting on... Another season where I think he's going to be in the running for MVP. Uh, I mean, he threw a couple interceptions in this game, but 27 of 41, 266 yards, three touchdowns. Also ran 21 times for 120 yards. Uh, And, you know, their defense was good. Minnesota only had 318 total yards uh, but Baltimore was down. Look, they were down 24 10 in this game after the kickoff return to open the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're kind of thinking, oh, maybe Minnesota's going to put some things together. But let's be honest, folks. This is Minnesota and this is Kirk Cousins, uh, who didn't play badly. No. Uh, but I think when you look at these games, uh, these are games Baltimore is going to be able to come back, and they did. Uh,
1: I, I'm frankly surprised, though, Dave, this is a classic win by the Vikings, a win once they're kind of already out of it to make them, they usually be a good team and say, oh, they're not that worth, they're not that bad. And, you know, maybe if they could run it back and catch some breaks someday, they'll be in the playoffs in, in a deep run. But, uh, you know, Baltimore, I give them credit. We had a uh, Lev Bell sighting. He hit pay dirt.
0: Buddy. Ah, yep. I saw him punch it in. I think yeah. from the one yard line. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: you know, eleven catches or eleven rushes, forty-eight yards and a touchdown. Uh, Devonte Freeman, thirteen rushes, seventy-nine yards. Uh, that's their running game. And uh, getting Richard Bateman back uh, and healthy the last couple of games has really helped Lamar find some other uh, options on the outside. Opened up uh, Marquise Brown a little bit. Uh, of course they have the stud tight end. So yeah, they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be good and right now might be uh considered the upper echelon of the AFC. Probably are, uh at this point. So yep. uh great job out of you, buddy, on that. Uh let's go to the COVID game, buddy. The Packers and the Chefs. The
0: COVID game. Oh my
1: goodness. What what a disaster this was. Uh compared to what it could have been you know, when they opened the season and uh, sent the schedules out. 13-7 to 7 Chiefs, uh, Jordan Love, woof, ouch. This cannot be the future of Green Bay. Somebody should be fired uh, today, Dave. Somebody's job in that organization was to get Jordan Love prepared in case he had to play. And he came out and he was unprepared. And I'm not talking about talent. He definitely has talent, or he wouldn't have been drafted that high. But the game management stuff—getting people in formation, getting the play call on time, getting to the line on time, understanding, you know, where the defense is, understanding where the play clock is—all of those details. Somebody's job in the organization, you know, assistant quarterback coach or whoever, was to get him prepared for those moments, and he was clearly not prepared. He was far away from reality, as his mom was from the stadium. Have you, did you see that, Dave, where they <laughs> sat his poor mother? Was like
0: all the way up in the last row. No, they're saying That's it's standard. You're the backup quarterback. Come on, Mike. Right. Well, they knew he was
1: starting coming in. Starting quarterbacks, mom can't get up. How many shots have we seen a family with great seats? You know, they say it was standard procedure for away teams to get those kind of seats. But come on. How many times have we seen people in the front row or, you know, in the, in the lower bowl for sure. Not all the way the way they're back against the wall. Sidewall. <laughs> oh my goodness. Disrespect. Yeah. I'm here for that kind of pettiness for the chiefs. Good for them. But Dave, I think the story of this game is the chiefs. The chiefs continue to be unimpressive. Uh, oh, terrible. uh you know, the giants should have beaten them the week before, uh, it was supposed to be a get right game and it certainly wasn't for them uh, against the giants. And then they come back in this game and they continue to do the same things, turning the ball over. Uh, Travis Kelsey had some drops, the whole thing. Uh, you know, yes, they got the win. They won two weeks in a row, but they are not impressive to me.
0: No, 237 yards. Right. Really? That's a 237? quarter for the Chiefs
1: when they're rolling. Yeah.
0: yeah you know, and, uh, yeah, it's just a real real struggle for them. Uh Mahomes was 20 of 37 for 166 yards. Ouch. I mean, that's just it's just terrible. And you know, they they made their effort though on the defensive side of the ball. I'm with you that uh Jordan Love did not play well. They chose to blitz him like 54% of the time uh make the new kid make some plays and right. he didn't do that. Uh they held Green Bay to just sixteen percent on third down. And this is you know, regardless of whether Jordan Love is in there or not, Green Bay is a talented offensive team. They should have scored more than seven points against a Kansas City defense really ha- that has not been good all year. And that's that's being that's being, You're kind being generous, there. definitely. <laughs> definitely
1: uh, where do you want to go next, my friend?
0: Oh, let's see. What else do we have? How about uh,
1: Cards Niners? you want to talk about them real quick, and then we'll get into the Sunday night game?
0: Sure thing. Cards and Niners. Yeah, this was a game where we didn't see Kyler Murray.
1: No, is Colt McCoy, like, in the upper echelon of backup quarterbacks at this point? Remember last year with the oh. Giants? He came in and played really well when Dana Jones was out, and now he goes down here to Arizona And, you know, puts up another very good game for a backup quarterback. 22 for 26, 249 yards and a touchdown. You know, for a two or three game span, he's probably right up there with, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick and, you know, whoever else. Geno Smith, I guess, at this point, as far as backup quarterbacks and their ability. I would much rather have him on the Giants than Mike Glenn and I'll say that right off the rip.
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean now let's keep in mind he's surrounded with tremendous talent in oh my Arizona. Goodness, Absolutely. Uh now if the Giants players were all healthy, uh, it's not Arizona's offense but you could say Colt McCoy's got some nice weapons in New York. Sure. I mean uh, don't get
1: me wrong, I'm Daniel Jones till I die, but you know, Colt McCoy, you know, certainly needs some credit and respect on his
0: name here. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, he was aided by, hey, James Conner all of a sudden can, yeah. can play multiple games and and is healthy. I, I don't know who this is. He hasn't done it in three years. I know. Uh, but 21 carries for 96 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he's really, you know, looking the part. He caught a touchdown, five catches for 77 yards and caught a touchdown. Uh, he really, really helped, I think, to allow Colt McCoy to be successful in this game. And we've talked about it for a few weeks. If Arizona is going to be able to run in this game 39 times for 163 yards and three touchdowns, uh, at eight and one, they're going to continue to roll. Absolutely, uh, Mike. That's you know that just makes them uberly uh, dangerous.
1: Yeah, and they lost uh, Chase Edmonds at running back. He you know, was a backup to Connor uh, for a couple of games, it looks like. But uh, this Eno Benjamin stepped in and just had a, a just an incredible, another great run to look up. Must be the running back week for me. Uh, he runs, I guess so. He runs over the Niners' Drake or Patrick, uh, open field one on one situation, and he just trucks right through him. Uh, Lucky like he tapped a square button uh, on his Xbox and it was all over. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. Dave, when's Kyle Shanahan going to get on the hot seat out here in San Francisco? Uh, clearly, whatever he's doing isn't working. You can blame injuries, and certainly they've been devastated over the last couple of years with injuries. Um, but they were fairly healthy in this game. They have Mitchell back at running back. Greg uh, Kittle came back. Uh, had a a killer fumble uh, after a nice reception and run. Brandon Ayuk, uh, who could have been wide receiver rookie of the year last year, uh, isn't really – I mean, he had eight targets this game, but they're not using – Debo Samuel should be dominating every game. Uh, It seems like this Niner team uh, is underachieving, and it's either time to put Trey Lance in and let him get his feet wet or, you know, Really step up two or three levels on your play with the guys that got in there now. What do you think about Kyle Shanahan?
0: Uh, yeah, you know when is that going to happen? I I again listening on the radio yesterday, there was a couple of, of callers that called in and were trying to hang their hats with the Niners on the fact that they have the Rams coming in, uh, and we'll get to the Rams in a second uh, hmm. coming off of the loss, but. They've beaten the Rams either four or five times in a row, and so they're going to play the Rams uh, on Monday night. And they're like, oh, well, you know, this is good. We'll get right playing the Rams. And are you sure about that? The Rams are going to be pretty unhappy after their uh, lackluster performance that we'll talk about against the Titans. Yeah, you know, how much longer are we going to hang on to uh, that feel-good hey, we went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I, I think it's got to, the luster and the shine has got to come off at this point. Uh, they sit at 3-5. and five. Uh, This was a chance here for them to at least bring Arizona down a little bit. Uh, yeah, especially and, with
1: Murray not playing, it was all yeah, there for them. Yep.
0: Just just didn't happen. And just 39 yards on the ground uh, for the 49ers, that is not getting it done. For a running Three team. Three turnovers. <laughs> yeah, for a running team. Three turnovers. They only had the ball for 23 total minutes in this game. Uh, yeah, Kyle Shanahan, uh, we're getting close to a get out of here for him.
1: Wow, interesting. Very interesting. So let's get to that Titans-Rams game, buddy. Uh, 28-16 Titans. You know, first game without Derek Henry, uh, they roll out old bones, Adrian Peterson, and he does get into the end zone for a garbage touchdown late in the game. But the story, uh, like Dave already alluded to, was the lackluster performance by the Rams, especially in the first half. Uh, Matthew oh, Stafford channeling his inner Carson Wentz, does the pirouette in the end zone and throws it up uh, a prayer that gets picked off for a pick six, uh, then throws another interception, Uh, back-to-back, really... This is Matthew Stafford, though, folks. I think the Rams organization, like, all of a sudden... Woke up Monday morning and we're like, oh, we have Matthew Stafford at quarterback because he did this in Detroit and they blamed, you know, lack of line play and he was always under pressure and, you know, Detroit wasn't very good and, you know, sent Calvin Johnson to early retirement because they were so bad. And, and that's all true. But Matthew Stafford has a Brett Farvin. in mean, he likes to throw the ball around and try to fit the ball in where he can't. And uh, that reared its ugly head uh, this week, Dave. and, that happens in a wild card game or, you know, in the playoffs, and it's over. You know, this is what Matthew Stafford does sometimes. So it would be interesting to see if that was an anomaly this season or if he does that again. What do you think?
0: Uh, Mike, I, I have some numbers for you. I have, and this is not an anomaly, and this one may stun you. Uh, he has thrown 24, 24 interceptions that in his career that have been run back For touchdowns, twenty-four, and that is, and that is the high. That is he is right at the top of the list there. Um, And so say what you want about Detroit and everything else. When you look at the two decisions that he made in the first half, the first one is Mike's talking about the pirouette. Uh, They're up three, nothing. Just just take the safety, uh, you know, seriously, and he just, you know, he spins around. Let's go of the ball. There, He has no clue that anybody is out there. Right. Uh, that, you know, They pick it off. They end up at the four-yard line. The next play, the Titans go in. Uh, and the very next drive, he drops back and throws it out in the flat. Terrible throw. Gets picked off and running for a touchdown. Right. Uh, really, really just very poor for Matthew Stafford. Uh, and that's, you know, they have a, a, a dynamic offense. We've talked about it. You know they'd only lost one game going in but uh yep just just not good and like i said now they're going to play a a 49er seam that they should really really beat up on uh but they have they have not they have got to not be feeling well uh 28 16 this game was really not even that close and we talked we've talked about it for a few weeks now mike the titans and their defense with five sacks uh they are starting to really uh, put their fingerprint, their handprint on this season right. and say this is this is a year that the Titans are going to be really good.
1: No, I agree. I think their defense is outstanding. The addition of Bud Dupree just has uh, opened up that pass rush because you have to deal with that monster, and that gives everyone else one-on-one. Uh, and like you said, it's paying off. Uh, Rams' offensive line is pretty good giving up five sacks like that. Uh, is scary dave uh real quick before we get to our bills and giants uh give me your afc power rankings afc only number one contender for the super bowl at one go as long as you want Five, <sighs> ten, thirty teams even though there's only 15 in the afc
0: <laughs> 16. wow I- How, you know, we talked about not having There's a lot of stammering
1: going on, folks.
0: Yeah, you know, we talked about uh, not having Derrick Henry. Uh, The Titans are seven and two. I'm gonna have to put the Ravens, Mike, at the top of that list uh, ahead of the Titans, uh, just because they are just, they're all together. Their team is there, even though they've lost all the running backs, they've got more running backs. Uh, So I think the Ravens have to be number one. I think then, because of every other piece, you put the Titans at two, uh,
1: and then Dave, you get into a bunch of teams that are five and three, oh, five and four. I'll yeah, just go real it, quick: it's, Chargers, it's Bills, dicey. Raiders, yep. Steelers, Patriots, Chiefs, Browns, Bengals, Broncos, all at five and four. Crazy. Five and three,
0: five and four. Right. Yeah, it. You know, and then a Colts team that hasn't really been all that good at four and at five. four and five, I mean, right?
1: And then it drops know, off to the Jets
0: but yeah yeah so you've got a majority of the AFC that are all right there mm-hmm. um, and you look at you know Cleveland beat Cincinnati uh, so you know those teams are right you know there but a lot and a lot of these teams have played each other already this year uh, conference wise so yeah. uh, it's going to be very very interesting as they get down towards the end of the year uh, and to see where some of these <clears throat> see where some of these teams end up but yeah, I, I think it's Ravens and then Titans and then I mean I'd love to say the Bills, Mike. Uh and when they play well, yes, but uh they well, really let's, Yeah, let's, let's I it. mean yeah, let's get into it. Uh and uh a good friend of mine who's a Bills fan and we were texting uh during the game and none of them were very good and none of them I will share here <laughs> on Think Tank Sports other than family this show, one and show. And I didn't, I texted him back. My response was, I don't like it, but you're right. And he said that Titans' loss really took something out of the Bills, and they have not been the same since. Mm -hmm. They had that, they went into the bye. I said, look, that they're going to learn from this. They came back out with a lackluster effort against a pretty bad Dolphins team uh, and won. And you know the Dolphins at you know two and seven are the second worst team in the AFC, and then this absolute clunker that they played against the Jaguars uh, on Sunday, Mike, nine to six, nine to six for a team that coming in was leading the league at thirty two points per game, thirty two, wow. and they scored six Wow. there you know their first drive that they got down there they stalled out and that's been a theme the last few weeks this and even against the titans early on the stalling out and that was a theme in past years uh getting field goals instead of touchdowns uh and they were really good in the red zone last year sure. uh the top team in the league as far as doing that not happening this year uh Josh Allen uh, showing uh, regressing and showing some 2019 Josh Allen with a very similar uh, interception, uh, like we talked about with Matthew Stafford falling yeah. down, throwing it up. Uh, and of course, you know, he has to throw it to the other Josh Allen who became right. the Josh Allen. Uh, That was uh, the storyline in this game. He ends up with a sack. He ends up with the interception. He ends up with a fumble recovery. And, of course, the announcers are just oozing Josh Allen uh, from Jacksonville, folks, all over. And he was all over the field. Uh, And kudos to him. Uh, He certainly played well. And certainly Jacksonville, you know, they, they, they made some good plays. This is not all on the Bills. But what I will say is this.
1: You never the shared bills the, were or the the message, or did you? Okay. No.
0: Okay. No. 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 Uh, there were two um, starting offensive linemen uh, that were missing, and Spencer Brown and John Feliciano uh, certainly made it difficult. Uh, the tweets during the game from Bills fans were, why is Cody Ford still in the game? Uh, he just – I, I don't know he, he couldn't block a fly coming through <laughs> at this point point. Um, and Josh Allen was left to scramble a lot that being said Brian Dable did not make adjustments and they have been one of the best the last two years at making adjustments they didn't do uh, what worked a, a little bit during the game was the short quick passes you know one, two, three, and 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 let it go. And they got those for big gains. They didn't do that enough, uh, my opinion here. They they could have done more rollouts with Josh Allen, knowing that they didn't have linemen. Let's move the pocket a little bit, right? Uh, get him out and and on the run. Where he, over his career, he's been very successful. They didn't make adjustments, and they let Jacksonville hang around, and. 12 penalties for 118 yards. Uh, the officials, I saw a tweet during the game, and it was like flag on the field, and there was one official and like 30 flags on the field at the same <laughs> time. Uh, so and people were having fun with it, but the officiating was really terrible. Both sides, uh, and then Buffalo just made some some boneheaded plays. They had four personal foul penalties in the first half. Uh, this is just... You want to take this one, put it in a in a bag, and and blow it up. Uh, this is just one of the worst games. I texted this to you, Mike, and I texted this to a couple people. One of the worst, if not the worst, games I've ever seen out of a Buffalo Bills team. That's saying a lot. They had some bad games when Dick Duran was the coach. Uh, this one is right up at the very top.
1: Absolutely, and, you know, I understand the lineman being out. That was an excuse. I don't know why they don't use, like, uh, Gabe Davis as – he's your third receiver, right?
0: Well, Uh, Emmanuel Sanders has been the third. You know, Gabe Davis has not gotten a lot of playing time because Emmanuel Sanders has been so good this year. So
1: either one of them, this was the kind of game where you run wide receiver screens and reverses and double reverses and use them like Robert Woods on the Rams or Diego Samuel on the Niners. You know, those are the kind of players you have for these times when you know the line is down. I'm not going to tell anybody how to run their offense, but I just did, okay? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just so obvious. And to see your boy Urban Meyer smug, wry smile at the end of the game made me throw up in my mouth. I couldn't imagine how you felt uh, after this pathetic offensive number for uh, Jacksonville. Uh, In a winning effort, 151 yards uh, total on uh, passing the ball, 79 yards uh, rushing the ball, not good. Uh, They have no weapons. I mean, they're running Carlos Hyde out there at this point because Robinson was hurt. They're uh, starting running back. Um, No wide receivers to speak of. They beat what I thought and still think, as a contending Buffalo Bills team, but they need to snap back out of it, Dave. I think you're right or whoever sent that text was right about the Tennessee game, uh, really took the steam out of them and this was an all time, all time trap game and they fell for it. Forty eight and a half was the over under and when you're betting <laughs> you're betting that you're thinking the Bills will probably get thirty five and uh not even close.
0: Yeah, one more one more thing that I heard on the radio, and then I'll be done with this. Is uh, a guy called in yesterday and said like he could not believe how bad the betting was that he had lost all every bet, uh, every bet that he made he lost betting money lines, betting favorites. It uh, was that kind of week? It was, it was just that kind of week. Right. So uh, hopefully, folks, uh, for entertainment purposes only. But hopefully, you did not follow. Uh, in that path and lose your shirt, your pants, your house, your boat, your dog and everything else. Uh, but Mike, on the flip side of things, the New York giants
1: back in the New York groove. I won't sing. I'll spare you that. Uh, I'll get my complaints out of the way. Can we either unleash Kadarius Tony or put him on the bench if he's not healthy? Uh, enough with the Kadarius tony can throw the ball we've run that play three weeks in a row they get it it's not working uh put that in your bag uh for future use uh
0: one catch for nine yards
1: another player that needs to be hitting you know bubble screens and uh quick slants and you know those kind of things not every play but you know to keep the uh defense on their toes for sure. Uh Daniel Jones was I mean as mediocre as you can get, probably <laughs> underneath that. Uh fifteen for twenty, great percentage, but only 110 yards and a touchdown. Uh Devontae Bucker who got the game ball, uh twenty-one uh rushes for ninety-nine yards. Uh Eli Penny had a nice little game day. Five rushes. Five rushes for the fullback. Who what is this? Nineteen seventy four? Uh, five, 35 yards, 35 yards. He also caught a ball out of the backfield, caught two of them. Uh, ended up with negative eight yards. We won't negative that eight that. yards. Yeah. But we won't yeah. Go, we, yeah. Well, <laughs> that was a terrible play. Ah, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I saw that again, getting my complaints out of the way. Why would you run a fullback screen that starts seven yards behind the line of scrimmage? They set up the blocking uh, on the outside and they had Penny peel back seven yards deep With the fullback. Come on. Come on, Jason Garrett. I I know, you know, do what they don't expect, but that was crazy. Anyway, Dave, the defense was unbelievable in this game. Uh, You know, Terrence Trent Darby's twin brother, uh, Xavier McKinney, two interceptions, one for a touchdown. Uh, Logan Ryan was all over the field. Tay Crowder had a nice game. He actually tackled people. Adoree Jackson, some big plays. Uh, pass rush when they needed it. Uh, fumble recovery by Leonard Williams, but uh, Quincy Rocher on the outside rookie out of Miami uh, got home a couple of times, including incredible one to seal the game. Uh, and they beat a Raiders team, Dave, that is reeling uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And uh, speaking of which, I want to digress for a moment, if you'll allow me, buddy. Um, sure. So last week, the news broke that uh, right when we were recording that Henry Ruggs had that and was involved in that terrible accident where he was speeding 115. He was intoxicated, probably 150, 150. Okay yeah. (laughs) Uh, Killed, you know, innocent bystanders, uh, a woman in her in his car and i was mad about it we were all mad about it the the news had just broke and uh i got to give derek carr who wears his christianity on his sleeve a lot of credit he came out in the media a day or two later and said listen henry ruggs needs someone to love him right now and if no one else will i will and doesn't mean he condoned what happened at all Um, but that's how uh, a christian should look at this situation uh, I do believe in repentance and restoration, and uh, I apologize for my anger last week. It was raw um, and I thank Derek Carr for his example. Uh, that being said he ha- he didn't have a great game, Dave um, on the field and this team is struggling uh, to find its identity. I think you know the head coach thing was good for a couple of games, but now the interim coach uh, really uh, is at a crossroads with this team, and what are they going to do? Uh, they did have some good offensive numbers on the stat sheet, but they just couldn't score. The Giants' defense did a lot of bending and not breaking. Couldn't be happier about that. Uh, and, you know, Graham Gano continues to be steady. I know we're talking about the kicker, but the guy just kicks field goal after field goal, and you don't even – I don't even think about it, you know, when he comes out unless it's, you know, 50 yards or plus. Um super happy but even then
0: he made one of those when we were at the game Mike that right. looked that looked you know exactly like it, it a great kick would and would have right. been good from even farther out so right. yeah I agree with you you don't like to be talking about the kickers but yeah the kickers are part of the game folks and when your kicker is is making the field goals and doing well you're going to be it's one less thing that you worry about and you can and bank on and be successful. And uh, the Giants with Graham Gano right now seem to have that. Um, I are you done to say, with your... Just the only ahead. thing
1: is getting Saquon back next week is going to be huge. I know uh, Booker has been really nice and there'll be a nice tandem. And I hope he learns from Booker. One cut and go or don't even cut, hit the hole and make it happen. He seemed to be a little better this year with that. Really ashamed that he couldn't be back for this game with his uh, COVID situation, and and now they're saying it might have been a false positive, but it doesn't matter anymore. You missed the game, uh, so looking forward to getting him back. And Kenny Galladay, can we get some more out of you? But other than that, Dave, super happy. Giants improved to three and six. Uh, the season isn't over. Everyone in the NFC East lost, or uh, I think Washington was off this week, but uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Eagles and. And cow chickens lost, so uh, I'm happy
0: about that. Go ahead. And the Giants have the bye this week, right? So this will be even better uh, for Saquon to get a, another a good two right. weeks of practice, practice week. in. Right. Uh, you know before he, you know he's not going to come back and you know maybe be shaking off some some physical you know issues there. He'll get a good two weeks of practice in and be ready to go. Uh, Mike, we. The Raiders continue to have issues, and I we've got I think we've got to just briefly mention, uh, yes, um, you know Derek Carr, great job there uh, in support of a struggling teammate. The Raiders had to cut somebody else. Mike, uh, cornerback Damon Arnett yep. uh, was cut, um, and he's another first round pick. Uh, a video came out over the weekend. Uh, showing him uh, brandishing a gun and threatening to kill someone. That's all. Yeah, that's all. You can't Uh, do that. uh, No. So uh, General Manager Mike Mayock, uh, quote, we cannot stand for the video of Damon with a gun threatening to take a life. So he is cut and out, um, and the Raiders, you know, how much more of this are they going to have to deal with? Right. Uh, hopefully this is the end of it, uh, but there's definitely uh, some issues going on there uh, individually, team-wise, a- and everything else. So Let's quickly unfortunately, go
1: through next week's games, Dave, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, as I look at it, you know, all of a sudden that Falcons-Cowgirls game uh, is worth peeking in on for sure. Ravens-Dolphins Thursday night uh, snooze fest for me, but I'm sure I'll certainly watch it. Uh, as I'm talking here, buddy, spit anything out. You see,
0: uh, Uh, the saints at Tennessee, Tennessee favored by three. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll see, uh, how, you know, the saints play. And if the Titans continue, uh, to roll another huge AFC game, Mike, my Cleveland Browns going to new England, uh, both teams at five and four New England uh, favored by one in this game uh, that will be a very very uh, interesting affair and then Mike Sunday night the Sunday night game is Kansas City at Las Vegas uh, right now the Chiefs are two and a half point favorite uh, that should be very interesting you Dave know starting one. to
1: quick one in the 425 slot uh sea chickens and packers packers favored by four assuming Rodgers is playing um and russell wilson got cleared to play and is practicing so this is all of a sudden you know a marquee matchup uh and like you said sunday night uh chiefs raiders should be entertaining just for the fact that um they're both battling for uh supremacy in that division uh Raiders getting two and a half points. of Chiefs still favored on the road. I still I find that hard to believe. The Chiefs are favored anywhere. And then, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, nope, I'm good. The Monday night matchup uh, is another uh, NFC West battle. The Niners really need to step up in this game. Uh, Rams are favored by four. Over/under though it was pretty big. Forty nine. Uh, should be interesting to see if the teams can score at that prolific rate. Uh, I'd like to thank Cooper Cup personally for helping me win um, my matchup against your son this week, Dave, in fantasy football. He oh, did a little yeah. trash talk Sunday night saying he was beaten me, and Cooper Cup had barely gotten on the field when he said that. Little premature trash talk there on
0: young Mr. Brady, but uh, yeah, Cooper Cup with 11 catches and 95 yards right. was Hillard. enough to push you Hillard. push you over the top.
1: Yes, not that anybody cares about our fantasy team. So that's all I got this week, buddy. You got anything else you want to? throw in there or, or share we're good folks we'll get some twitter polls in the field today uh we're, we'll be back soon with our monday night football and college wrap up uh yes we know the nba is playing yes we're watching uh, peripherally uh some of us more intently than others i think but that's okay we're going to talk about it yes we know the world series ended uh, a week and a half ago and we haven't talked about it Uh, We'll get there or maybe we won't. You'll have to live with not knowing our opinion about uh, the World Series uh, and go on with your lives. But either way, we appreciate the comments, the questions, the regurgitations that we get on social media, all our participation in our polls and discussions. And until we meet again, this is Think Tank Sports, where we strive for five.